0: If you'd like a way to earn extra money by giving your opinion on products that you already use or new products that are currently in development, you should check out User Interviews. User Interviews connects researchers with quality participants. Participants earn money for their feedback on real products, and it's free to sign up. You can apply to your first study in under five minutes, and most studies are less than an hour and pay over $60. Some studies pay several hundred dollars for a one-on-one interview. This extra income would be great to add to an emergency fund or an investment account, or even if you just want to treat yourself. Are you ready to earn extra income from sharing your expert opinion? Head over to userinterviews.com hello to sign up and participate today. Welcome to Gruesome, your horrific true crime podcast. I am Meg, and our resident blonde bombshell, Connie, is going to
1: tell us about Geetha Angara. Geetha Angara was born in 1961 in Chennai, India. Fun fact, uh, St. Karen went to Chennai in her sophomore year, I think, and she was there for like three weeks. She went there for like a mission trip. Of college
0: or high school?
1: High school. Oh.
0: Really? Yeah. She,
1: like, earned her own money. She raised all of it herself. Like, she did the damn thing.
0: Truly building on the saint. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Ah, she's the best. Okay. Geetha was a trailblazer. And I don't say that lightly. She graduated from Loyola College in Chennai with both her bachelor's degree, followed by her master's degree in chemistry. She was the first woman in the school's history to do this. Not only was she the first woman to graduate with her accolades, she was also in the top of her class, graduating with a gold medal. She didn't stop there. She immigrated to the United States in 1984, where she continued to just set herself apart. She earned multiple master's degrees, as well as her doctorate in organic chemistry from NYU, New York University, I can't even imagine being such a, like, go-getter. Like, Like you get one master's, you're like, know what I want to do? I want to do that again. And again. And again. And I'm also going to get my doctorate. And I'm just going to be a boss bitch forever. Like, in her personal life, she met and married Jaya Angara, a fellow immigrant from India who worked in banking. The Angara family moved to Clifton, New Jersey, and eventually... Their family grew by three, two daughters, Priva and Pavithra, and one son, Vivek. The family was really living the dream. In 1992, Geetha started working at Pasick Valley Water Commission, which is the public water utility plant that provides water for almost a million customers. The family lived in Clifton for seven years before moving to Holmdel, New Jersey for the better schools. Geetha worked at the Pasic Valley Water Commission for 12 years, where she had to pass a test administered by the New Jersey State Personnel Department to even be certified to work there. Geetha at work was all business. She didn't spend a lot of time socializing with her coworkers. She had a few close friends, but for the most part, she took her job very serious. Her all-business attitude didn't transfer to her family, as she was described as a dedicated wife and a loving and caring mom. Even though she worked long hours, she still made it home to cook traditional Indian dinners, take her kids to sports and Indian dance classes. She was a very hands-on mom who her family called everything. They called her their everything and the center of their world. And I do think there is a huge stigma in the workplace that you have to be social and outgoing, which I disagree with. I think it's okay to just go to work, do your shit, go home, get home to your family. It doesn't make you like a shitty employee just because you aren't going to happy hour at the end of the day. It's like you the, and the thing like we don't
0: want people to work for just a pay, like that's what we're here for. We're here for just a paycheck.
1: Yeah. Cool. I don't if we can have a like nice culture to build on in the workplace. Yeah. Outside. I always say like work is something I have to do, but it is not my priority. Like I love my job. Like I really am happy where I work. Very rarely do I work overtime unless there's like a special project. 4.30 comes around and I'm, my team's message is immediately set to away. I don't answer emails when I'm off work. I don't No, you like shouldn't. None of that. No
0: one should. I was just telling I was just telling my mom this because she has a review coming up and I was like, Mom, you are reviewing them as much as they are reviewing you. Like what can they give you to be a better workplace? You know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is a different world we live in, people. <laughs>
1: and to piss off some guys and i'm going to say quite a few things today that we're going to have male listeners like but there is that stereotype of women in the workplace especially the corporate workplace that you're either this like bubbly outgoing person or you're a bitch like that's there, yep mm-hmm. that's those are the two options that girls get and i definitely get the vibe that there was some animosity within geetha's workplace and in fact she had even considered leaving the paisley valley Water commission, but she changed her mind when she was promoted to senior chemist of the plant, also earning her plant operator's license. Her main job, aside from maintaining the water quality of the water that was flowing to all of these millions of customers, was to transition the Tatawa plant, which is where she worked, from the chlorination system for water purification to an ozone based process. And if you're like me and you're wondering what in the world is the difference like- between the two,
0: I'll give you the
1: super short cliff note version because I had to look it up because I am not a water purification aficionado, nor am I a chemist. Surprise. The key difference between chlorination and the ozone-based process is that chlorination is the disinfection of drinking water with chlorine, whereas the ozone-based process is the disinfection of water with ozone. (laughs) Which is these
0: details that I'm like, oh, but what is that? Like, I wanted
1: to know. Ozone is the three atomic form of oxygen. And it makes it safe because whereas there's like some like chemical residue from the chlorine, ozone just gets turned back into oxygen. So there's none of that chemical. And that's science with Connie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Come back. I'm no Bill Nye the science guy, but I know a few things. <laughs> so, like, this is a very important job because, like water contamination can literally kill somebody, and her husband said that it was a very exciting time for her. The ozone technology was just coming up at the time, and she was taking the initiative and in implementing it. She was promoted, she had gotten her license, she was very happy in August of two thousand four. The ozone system failed briefly due to the way it was installed, and poor welding which brought some backlash to her naturally because she's the person that welded the damn thing so it's (laughs) of course her fault over as time went on Geetha she loved her job but she wasn't necessarily happy at her specific job she told her husband that the job environment had become hostile and there were a few employees who weren't happy with her promotion and were even resentful and disagreed with the overall decision to switch to the ozone cleansing process. And she was like she was described as very lax at work like she was a doctor like and she didn't go by Dr. Angara. She went by Geetha. She was very she had this like huge file cabinet of all of the degrees that she had and she still would like be very modest like, oh, that's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. And it's like a fucking huge deal. Like she was brilliant. But I digress. In January of 2005, Geetha was out sick from work for a week. And while she was sick, there was a pink substance discovered in the treated water. The pink substance was associated with the ozone system. So naturally, she was blamed for it, even though she had nothing to do with it. She wasn't even there at the time. While she was out, the pink substance issue was fixed, but allegedly it was not according to protocol. So when she returned to work, she was directed to retrain people on how to handle these type of problems which is another thing that people were pissed about like them her more them do something different especially considering that a lot of the people thought it was her fault that the pink substance was there in the first place you know typical corporate bullshit people felt very threatened by Geetha her drive in the workplace her education her desire to earn as many licenses in the water purification field as she could one employee who would only speak anonymous, anonymously said that a lot of employees were worried that at any point she could come for their job and get it. To which I say, that is little bitch energy. I have coworkers that kick ass and are way better than me. I get bitter. I'm thankful that they're like on my team and they're doing more work so I can do less work. So also, it sounds like she was already like had worked her way pretty high up. Like, how much? High-
0: Why are these other people that are also high up worried? They should be, like, stoked that they have someone
1: so awesome
0: with them. Small-minded people. Oh, no, she could get my job.
1: Yeah, small-minded people don't see it like that. They are only focused on themselves. So they can't see, like, the big picture for the company or even, like, the safety and well-being for all of these residents. Yeah. And I'm sure that being a woman and an immigrant didn't help the way that some not all but some people felt about her and before we get those like stupid comments of like keep the wokeness or whatever they say like off the podcast i just have to say like statistics and history don't lie like there are an alarming number of men who don't like to see a woman in that level of power that's just Mm -hmm. the facts honey like for true for true i hate to be the person if you've been living under a rock but Taylor Swift did write The Man for a reason. Come on, guys. (laughs) She didn't write that for nothing. If everything was equal, we wouldn't have songs like that. On the morning of February 8, 2005, Geetha arrived to work at 7.30 in the morning to start her day. Before she left for work, she packed lunch for herself, her husband, and her two younger children. She worked diligently until 9.45 in the morning, where... Then she went to a breakfast in the break room with a couple of her coworkers. A subordinate told her around ten a.m. that the plant's filters and clarity sensors needed to be calibrated. This is something that had been confirmed or has been confirmed by the plant's like maintenance records. So this was something she had to do. It wasn't like a made-up reason. Geetha left a sandwich on her desk, assumingly to eat it when she came back from her task. Something she often did. She headed to the basement of the plant with her clipboard, a beaker, and a two-way radio. Again, this was a common, regular occurrence. This was a common, normal part of her job. She'd go collect samples and then come back and have her lunch. She'd calibrate the instruments and then come back and have her lunch. The coworker who told her that the instruments needed to be calibrated went into the basement about 20 minutes after Geetha went downstairs and discovered that Geetha was nowhere to be found. There was Pieces of a broken beaker on the ground. That same unnamed co-worker went back upstairs to the lab and asked if anyone had seen Geetha, but none of the other employees had. This was the last questioning of the whereabouts of Geetha until almost 9.30 that night when a night shift worker noticed that her car was still in the parking lot. Geetha's family had become concerned when she didn't show up to take her daughter to a basketball game, something that was very unlike her. She also wasn't home by 6.50 that evening when her husband returned home from work. Calls to her cell phone were left unanswered, but her husband and family thought that maybe, or rather hopefully, she was just working on a project and lost track of time, or there was a problem at the plant that she had to handle and again just lost track of time. It wasn't until the night shift employee called her family to report that not only was her car still in the parking lot, But her jacket, purse, keys, and uneaten sandwich were all still at her desk, that her family knew something was legitimately wrong. And this wasn't the case of she just lost track of time and forgot to call. Two hours after her car was discovered Mm -hmm. in the parking lot of the water plant, the police were called. And to me, that is really weird. Because before the police were called, three employees that worked at the plant and had already went home, were called to come back to look for her. So the employees were called before the police were called. And they searched for two hours for her. Like, why wouldn't they be
0: called? Yeah, why wouldn't you call them at the same time? Like, hey, come on, come on, come on. And also we called the police to, like,
1: also support this. Yeah, because, like, in cases like this, we're going to find... Any evidence that was part of a crime scene is completely compromised.
0: Also, this is a business, so you should want to protect yourself by calling the police.
1: Exactly. Even the employee from earlier during the day who discovered the broken beaker, he had just swept, or they—I don't know if it's a girl or boy—but they had just swept it up and discarded it in the trash. No, I go. This is weird. It was a forensic nightmare from the get-go. And I have another issue with this case because if you read anything about it, you will read what the CEOs, the employees of the plant, they all have to say about her and you'll hear how much of an asset she was, how hardworking she was, how she was the backbone of the plant, et cetera, et cetera. And if that was the case and all this love was felt for her and how great, like they loved how great she was, how the hell do you go an entire day without anyone realizing that she was missing? Not one person being like... Hey, can we call her? Can we call... uh, Yeah, I I get it. If you're all busy and, I don't know, people, you know, disappear to do lots of things. But you have someone who was already questioning. You go back to the lab like, hey, where's Geetha? Like, you see a broken beaker. You see no sign of your coworker. You're concerned enough to ask someone. She
0: had a two-way radio. If she... Did we find the other two-way radio? Who was somebody, like, trying to get her on the... And then...
1: You just go about your business like you, I'm sure you walked by her office. You see that like her shit is still sitting there. It just, it's weird. Like that whole aspect of it is weird and it will continue to be weird as I, as we go on. When the police arrived to the disaster of forensics, the employees had already searched all over the plant. Under the floor of the basement was a series of interconnected tanks that hold 9 million gallons of purified water. And each of those tanks are 35 feet deep. The only way to get into these tanks are by these metal plates that are like four feet wide. And they each weighed about 50 pounds. The investigators noticed that one that was determined to be near where the beaker was found was ever so slightly askew with some bolts missing. And there's, so there's 12 bolts on there. Some of them were missing and some of them were damaged at 2 a.m. The plant was shut down. So honestly, the police didn't get there till 1130. So pretty quickly, the plant was shut down so the tank below the metal plate could be drained and searched. Just below, as the panel was moved, divers discovered more of a broken beaker, and they found Geetha's radio. Over the course of the day, the other tanks were drained. At 630 on 6:30 p.m. on February 9th, Geetha's body was found in a clear well, which is a different tank that her body had drifted into. Like the city had to issue a boil, like a water boil advisory because there had been a decomposing body in the water. And I can't even imagine being like, hey, water advisory due to deceased person. I'm sure they didn't like release that information, but people talk, you know, how it goes. And you may be thinking that this sounds like a TV show and you wouldn't be wrong. And we're going to talk about that also in a little bit. An autopsy of Geetha's body was performed at the Pacek County Coroner's office, where it was discovered that she was alive when she went into the water and her reported cause of death was drowning. Her neck had deep bruises, suggesting a strangulation attempt prior to her death. Other bruises on her waist and elbows suggested a struggle. Six days after Geetha's death, County Prosecutor James Aviglund Abby Gliano, announced that the case would be investigated as a homicide. He believed that her attacker attacked her and then pried open the access panel and then pushed Geetha through the hole and sealed her inside. The water she was found in was 35 feet deep with the escape panel five feet above the water line and no ladder, so there was no way for her to escape. The water was 36 degrees Fahrenheit, so it was... Freezing water as well. An alarm on the tank that should have alerted employees that there was something in the tank was found to be non-functioning. Another thing sketchy is, and like brought the idea that there could be multiple people involved or that the person or persons responsible definitely worked with her. The tank was unlit, so it was completely pitch black. And like I said, there was no ladder that would have allowed her to climb up. That's terrifying. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely terrifying, especially considering she was alive when she was placed into the water tank. The circumstances made it difficult to find forensic evidence that might lead to her killer. Her body had been in water with heavy chlorination for over 24 hours, which eliminated any trace of evidence such as DNA or fingerprints. The glass fragments from the beaker on the floor had been thrown in the trash, so there was no way to pull evidence from that because it had been completely compromised. It is widely believed that her murderer is one of the 85 employees that worked with her because the plant was under very tight security and there's only one road that leads back to the plant, making it easy for them to recognize if a stranger had came up the driveway. Unfortunately, even though there were cameras Everywhere else there are no cameras above the panels. Luckily for the murderer, all 85 all 85 of the employees were interviewed. DNA was collected from the 50 employees who had been working with Geetha the morning of her disappearance. The suspect pool was eventually cut down to between 6 and 8 men because of the strength that it would likely take to carry an incapacitated Geetha who was 55 175 pounds to also move the panel to dispose of her body and then put the panel back. It is believed that the killer would be a man just because of the strength that it would take or it would have to be a very fit female. Three employees raised suspicion during their interviews. However, police were unable to find any evidence that any of them had a reason to kill her. One of the three passed a polygraph, one of them refused a polygraph, and one of them, their polygraph was un- or inconclusive, which I can't really blame the guy for denying a polygraph because I would have refused one as well. Yeah. But still makes you look sketchy, makes you look sketchy when you deny it. But we know that sometimes they're bogus. Yes. And that's the first thing the lawyer will tell you, like, do not take a polygraph, whatever they ask you. Do not do it, even if you are innocent, because if you're someone who has like anxiety, like hello me, like you could just trigger it and be colored for something that you didn't even do you're just like a nervous nelly there were two women at the plant who were widely known to have disliked her but no one believed that they were capable of killing her over them just like i'm assuming being jealous detectives found that many of her co-workers thought well of her saying that in addition to being devoted to her work she was modest like i said she asked people not to describe her or address her as doctor um Her, she was not in charge of hiring or firing, so it's not like there was a dispute that could have arisen from that. Someone was jaded. Mm Mm-hmm. Investigators began to consider the possibility that maybe this was, like, an in the heat of the moment. Like, maybe she witnessed something that someone wasn't supposed to be doing, and she confronted them about it. The timing just seems too weird for it to be an in the heat of the moment thing. I agree by the middle of 2006 no new leads had emerged and the case went cold in that year there were 30 homicides in uh Pasco County and only two of them went unsolved and her case was one of them um after Getha's death the water uh come the water factory I don't know why I said that so weird <laughs> water plant the water plant um they brought in a new, like, security system. They had armed guards patrolling inside and outside at all hours. In 2007, her family filed a wrongful death lawsuit against them and some of its employees. They alleged that the plant had a history of safety violations and accidents for which the state had cited it 55 times. Oh, wow. Yeah. But in those 55 times, the commission had done nothing to correct the safety violations. After two years, a uh, judge ordered the parties to mediation. But as of now, her case is still unsolved and there have been no leads. Her oldest daughter, um, Pabitra, was 19 when her mom died and her mom was 43 when she died. And she is now a state deputy attorney general in law. So she
0: she was like, we're going to get this handled. Yeah.
1: And she argued. She's like, it makes sense for investigators to revisit the case. And she said, quote, how do you get new information if you don't ask questions? Maybe once in a while you need to shake something to see what falls out. Things have changed at the plant over the years. Maybe someone who was scared to talk before is willing to talk now. And I would I think it would be your due diligence to continue asking questions, which I agree. In 2006, they re-kind of, like, skimmed the bottom of the tanks to make sure they hadn't missed anything, which there was no more evidence. Like, there was nothing down there.
0: As you probably know, Gruesome uses Zencaster to record, produce, and analyze all on one podcast platform. If investing is something that you're interested in, you'll be excited to learn that Zencaster has recently opened a funding round, allowing listeners like you to own a stake in the company. More than 30,000 passionate creators actively use Zencaster and it has become the preferred platform for creators to create, grow and monetize their podcast. Podcasting advertising was the fastest growing marketing channel in 2021. If you're interested in investing in Zencaster, go to wefunder.com/zencaster or click the link in our episode description below to claim your slice
1: of the future of podcasting. Now, remember when I told you that this could be a movie? Yes, there is a lot of speculation that her manner of death was because of a Law & Order episode that was literally filmed at this plant that depicted a cover-up of a lethal fraternity hazing and one scene had a character's body found floating in the tank. The episode was first aired in 2004 so like the episode is filmed and aired and then a year later geetha is murdered in the same what? manner oh my god i thought
0: you meant like oh yeah law and order did an episode about this no they reported by... it
1: at this plant and, and then, then a year someone later... was
0: like inspired in the
1: wrong ways and it's not i mean that's we see copycat killers there was literally a whole dexter killer that they killed... obviously didn't watch the
0: episode because they probably got I haven't seen that episode I, I can't think it's of called it, Brotherhood
1: like, so look it up I do think it's wait 2003
0: I'm sure they do that's
1: yeah that's like one right. of the early episodes of Law and Order SVU
0: what that's wild that is wild to me that they came and filmed an episode there and someone was like good idea yeah Good
1: idea. and some people they were like, "Oh, but it was an accident. She was you know she fell in. It's like, how is she gonna fall in? How is she gonna fall into the down and then put the thing on top of her? uh no ma'am, no ma'am. the plate with like strangulation marks around your neck, like nope,
0: did so were they normally like bolted down? You said there were bolts around it were they normally bolted down, and just
1: this one was not bolted, yeah, it was well." Half Like some of the bolts were removed and some of them were damaged. So somebody like did that. Somebody made an effort. I think somebody knew she would be down there because it was like not, you know, like. Well, those routine maintenance. It's routine. Yeah. And they just waited for I think they had like prepared for this and they waited for her. Mm. And I I would check anyone that was passed over for a promotion that was given to Geetha.
0: I mean, I'm sure they did that. I'm sure they did check those things, but it just seems so. I know it sounds like in the next couple of
1: years, they're going to be like, we questioned this person and they like. (laughs) And maybe it's It's all the Reddit that I've been reading lately. And I get into those rabbit holes because I've been reading a lot about like the Idaho murders. But in my head, I was like. This person, like, they left no evidence. They are just like, oh, the chlorine, this and that. And then in my head, I'm like, this is a huge cover-up by the plant. Like, this is, it's a cover-up. Something happened. Honestly,
0: yeah. It it does kind of seem like that. Like, it does kind of seem like they had those people come back, and then they were like, well, we don't, this is, you know, it's the water. Like, we don't
1: want anyone to, we don't want to lose our jobs. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Or even if, and no disrespect for her family, but even if she did fall in, say she did fall in, someone put that lid back, you know, like if it was was like, 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 oops,
0: nothing to see here. And they cleaned up the beaker and they did.
1: Because there's no way she was taking samples from there if the water level is five feet below that, you know, it's not... She's only 5'5", so, like, she's, like, dangling upside down to get it. No. Like, nothing about that makes sense. Why would she have been there? Like, why would she have been under there? And I guess it's super loud. So if she was screaming, if glass was breaking, you wouldn't hear it. She's in the freaking basement. I
0: would be interested. (laughs) I wish we could know if the person who, like, found the broken beaker and cleaned it up was one of the suspects like i wish we could have that information i know we don't and we can't yeah
1: and there's with it still they being like ongoing they're them. not going to release that i just think it's sus they're like oh yeah they went back upstairs and they were like where is she okay i'm gonna like ask two times where she is to two different people and then it's gonna look like i did my due diligence and that will be it and then i'll be cleared as a suspect there's a lot of speculating yeah, it that you could do that you would like, there's, like, a lot of speculating speculating that you can do for this case. And I know that's, like, people who hate us, like, armchair detective- <laughs> detectiving it. This is, like, the worst type of case that you could listen to from us because there are so many theories that you could do. I guess in 1968, in the same, like, jurisdiction, but, like, in a different plant, a woman was found murdered. And they were, like, this could be related. But it's, like, that's a long time between the two. Because she wasn't Goodness. found in the water. Shed. How many people worked there that long? Did anybody? Well, it was <laughs> a different plant. It wasn't the same plant. It was just like oh, in okay. the police jurisdiction. Had worked there and then. Yeah. In another
0: one. It's wild. whoo, that is wild. I can't believe the Law and Order thing. That that's messing uh-huh. with my head right now.
1: Yep. It's wild because like I was always very fascinated with the Dexter killer. And how I was like, how did you think that, like, any of the shit that you see on this Cinemax is, is out like, showtime? Like, the, oh, this this works. It's just... <laughs> but then, like, you see this, and it's like, oh, shit. Because I know Law & Order, they take, like, real cases and kind of, like, you know, make them Yeah, they are inspired by them. They're like,
0: oh, you know, we there was this serial killer, so we're going to do a case kind of like that that's inspired by this guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they do do those things, but they're a TV, like TV copying real life or imitating real life is much different than mm -hmm, like it being filmed at the same exact location and somebody there so I, and I don't know, that's just, it really messes with my head. I'm and I
1: found this case because I mad was mad about it. I, we've talked about this before. I will, you too. like we'll start watching the Facebook videos, like of episodes of TV shows. Like they're like short. Oh my versions. gosh. Yes. yes. They suck
0: me in. It's crazy like, right now that keeps doing it to me.
1: Mine is like exclusively, my Facebook is like exclusively these law and order ones. And they always have really weird voices. It's like yeah, I still they're, know. like,
0: sped up. Yeah. They're sped up so they don't get caught and, like, pulled off. But, yes, I it's Law & Order that gets me, and it's uh, Grey's Anatomy. They'll just, like, replay them and kind of sped up and just, like, just enough for me to be like, okay, I'm in. I'll sit here for 15 <laughs> minutes embarrassingly watching this.
1: But there's this episode of Law & Order that is supposed to, like, correlate to an episode of Criminal Minds. And so I was like reading about that and then I was reading about like other cases because like, you know, you go to these websites and it's our web pages and it's like uh, cases like you didn't know. Yeah, like wikis you didn't know were inspired. Cases you didn't know were inspired by like real life and this case was on there and I was like, holy shit. Like what in the what are the odds? What in the world? Oh, I wow. i read a like an interview that her husband did where it was like almost a year later he still had her desk like the exact same way it was when she left he hadn't taken down like any pictures or anything like that and he said that like her work wasn't who she was like she was such a loving and caring mother and he doesn't know why anyone would have done what they did to her and It had a picture of him, like, standing at, like, her desk, like, in the newspaper. And I was, like, I was shook. It was real sad. I I don't understand not I don't know what I would. He said that he, like, has nightmares thinking about his wife's final moments. Because it's, like, pitch black and scary. And, like, you don't. The odds of you knowing who is murdering you is very high. And they still don't know. And they still don't know.
0: I 100%
1: would have went her
0: daughter's direction and been like, you know what I'm going to do? Get as high up as I can
1: and figure this out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, guys, say it with me. Convenience. We're busy. You don't want to lug around your big blender and you sure as heck don't want to stand in line or pay the prices at a smoothie bar. You want quick, nutritious, and you want it on the go. I have to tell you about my hands-down favorite new kitchen gadget, the Blendjet 2. Blendjet 2 is portable, so you can blend up a smoothie at work, a protein shake at the gym, or even a margarita on the beach. I'm already counting down to warm weather, so I can blend up a cocktail from the boat or the beach. It's small enough to fit in a cup holder, but powerful enough to blast through tough ingredients like ice and frozen fruit with ease. BlendJet 2 is whisper quiet so you can make your morning smoothie without waking up the whole house. It lasts 15 plus blends and recharges quickly via USB-C. Best of all, BlendJet 2 cleans itself. Just blend water with a drop of soap and you're good to go. Because remember, we love convenience. There are 30 plus colors and patterns to choose from. I am obsessed. Meg is obsessed. We've been texting about this nonstop. My husband already picked out one that matches his style because we both have to be able to make margaritas. I mean, nutritious smoothies. What are you waiting for? Go to blendjet.com and grab yours today. And be sure to use the promo code GRUESOME12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. No other portable blender on the market comes close to the quality, power, and innovation of the Blendjet 2. They guarantee you'll love it or your money back. Blend anytime, anywhere with the BlendJet 2 Portable Blender. Go to blendjet.com and use the code GRUESOME12 to get 12% off your order and free two-day shipping. Shop today and get the best deal ever. I'm going to say this to anyone who may be struggling with workplace drama, problems. It ain't that real. Like, it sucks. Like, workplace shit sucks. Someone's going to You're going to get looked over for jobs. Like, there's going to be someone who doesn't deserve a promotion that gets one, which is not in this case. I'm just saying in general. But you know what you do? You just get the fuck over it and you act like an adult and just go about your business. You bitch to your friends about it. Like, that's it. Your spouse about it. That's what you do. I think it's like she was so inspiring as a female in the corporate world. Like, just running shit. Like, it's such an inspiration. And someone didn't like Mm -hmm. that yeah, I can't imagine what might
0: have led this. And it always kind of feels like that when we talk about any case. Like, how how does any human being feel like, this is what I'm going to do? This is how I'm going to handle this situation. And it's always, I think that's what keeps us coming back here is we're like, how? How are they, how does this continue to happen time after time after time after time? Ugh.
1: It's exhausting. It is very exhausting, like very, very exhausting. But yeah, the I'm with you. The Law and Order, like being filmed there a year before, I was like, that is no coincidence.
0: Nope, not at all. I am gonna watch that episode tomorrow. It's Brotherhood. I okay, 2004. I gotta look this up because uh,
1: first episode uh law and SVU. was it a one? Oh, never mind that's back in 1999
0: so no it, was, it was not i was gonna say it was like 98 or 99 because i watched a hair transformation of mariska hardic <laughs> <laughs> then i remember the 99 one i do not remember
1: 1999 because i was like fourth grade so i did not watch the law and order in fourth grade
0: Well, that's a shave.
1: <laughs> I had to like sneak watching America's, uh, what is it? America's Unsolved Mysteries or America's Most Unsolved Mysteries, to... yeah. Like I just sneak and watch those late in. Cops. Ooh, I, I never watched sleep. Cops. I was watching Cops. Cops is a dash of trash that I can never get into. Like I just, I got a dash of trash myself and I still was like, this too much. This is too much.
0: It uh, It's silly. I think it is just, I mean. I also think never. It... I remember when they tried to do like a Cops 2.0 but with celebrities and they put them in Muncie and like Muncie, Indiana, and then mm-hmm. the celebrities got trained. Uh, uh,
1: one of the Jacksons. Yeah, Erica Estrada, One of the Latoya La- 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 Jackson. Um, I don't, I don't know who else, but That's, I don't remember, but I think it's also because every person on Cops reminded me of someone we went to high school with. (laughs) Yeah,
0: but but I mean, like before you were in high school, Cops was on. I guess, guess, you know, when I always saw Cops, I always saw it at my babysitter's house. Like they would, the people who lived in my babysitter's house would be watching Cops and I would just like be in the room at the same time.
1: I think it's the wife beaters that threw me off. like the shirts yeah like you're like absolute wife beaters. no and it's uh be affiliated i liked this boy when i was in seventh grade and he always wore this wife beater like under his shirts like he would like play basketball and, like take his shirt off and like have this wife beater on and he was like 70 pounds right so he wasn't like this big buff guy who even needed two shirts but he was such a dirt ball to me and like not very nice. Like he never had any intentions of liking me. So I always every time I saw those type so of tank tops. Of course you liked him. Yeah, of course I liked him. <laughs> but every time I saw those type of tank tops, I was like, you remind me of I can't even say his name because I think that he, nerd. Well, sometimes the town I like before I moved to, like where Megan lives, I lived in a, like a bigger city. And they have a county jail archive where you can just go at any time and google and see if you know the people that are in jail and like a lot of times i do know the people there and i'm just like oh that's sad i just you know seeing what people are up to and i saw him one time him and his brother and i was like look at you who's ugly now who's ugly you know
0: that's just karma that's karma coming back around it's a little late but we'll take it anyways i'll take it i'll take it
1: no i'm, I'm with just you like i love looking
0: bit up i love looking up the my case for people and just you know i just want to see i just want to know because sad, my brain but like
1: it's like, ah, <laughs> uh, it's sad but slash satisfying to see the people who were like really big assholes and like really dirt balls to like people be like oh you got in trouble Heh. ha 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 we were we were all patiently waiting Ugh. like not that this is not surprising and also realized i've i've seen a lot of boys i used to like in the marion county jail or just like on the front page of the star press for being drug dealers so i definitely had a type growing <laughs> up and it was not a good one <laughs> it was not a good type
0: uh,
1: i was just trying to it's find different my now though it is different. different now my husband's a literal Boy Scout. Not like just I like, like a his big... Boy Scout hat that he wears sometimes. He has that. he's been wearing this he has like Boy Scout sweatshirts, and he goes to all the dead meetings and gives me big Fred Flintstone bowling League vibes. Definitely, like the guys <laughs> that... with the yeah. Yeah, yeah, they are they're like the greatest group of guys, but it's definitely a step up from the drug dealers I used to be affiliated with. <laughs> in my defense, they weren't drug dealers and we were in like eighth and ninth grade, but it's uh,
0: you know what? <laughs> I don't, I don't know.
1: Nope, I'm good. <laughs> you don't have that dash of trash in your past like I do. I don't know why. I just liked him a little grungy, like a little like Some... you might make out with me or you might steal my wallet. I don't know. Maybe but I'm ready to find out. Am I going to get no. shot from hanging out with you? I don't know how many times girls have, like, wanted to, like, literally fist fight me over these trashy ass boys. And now I'm looking back, like, what were you doing, Connie? What are you thinking?
0: No, stuff like that used to freak me out. One time, when I was probably about that same age, like, seven, sixth or seventh grade, someone came up to me and they were like hey you want to smoke weed behind the school with us over here and i was like no and i just turned around and walked away and i never talked to that person again but i went to school with them for another solid i
1: don't know until 12th grade that's embarrassing and, for them you want to smoke I, weed no i'm good i wouldn't I have just, done that in seventh grade but like 11th grade i've been like shit you give me that ditch weed I was just, I was shocked that anybody even,
0: like, I didn't think people had it. I was very naive. I guess naive to that. Yeah. And I will tell you this story, actually. One day, one time, I found my dad's weed pipe. He smokes. And I was like, I didn't know what it was, but my friend that I was with smelled it and she was like, This is for marijuana. And I was on my way out the door to take it to the police station. Like, we found it in our house, in the couch. And I was like, I'm taking this to the police. And And you used to have
1: a MySpace headline that said, snitches get stitches. And you know the snitch. I I am a snitch.
0: I was. And her mom caught us on the way out the door. And she was like, what are you guys doing? And I, I was like, I have to go to the police station. I found this. And we think it's marijuana. And uh, she was like, you know what? Why don't I take care of that? I'll handle this for you. So you don't you don't need to do that. And I she was she probably like, gave it back to your dad. And I was like,
1: bro, keep 100
0: percent. Because then my dad, when I came home a day later, had the conversation with me about like what this is and why he had it. And he was like, I was just letting you know that this is what this is. It's here. Uh, <laughs> s- sorry. And I was like, I want you to quit and he was I, like well i'm going to be a very grumpy daddy if i do that he literally started.
1: i remember walking up to your house once with you and he was like sitting on the porch and you were like what's that smell dad and i was like that's that good good <laughs> i was talking to my neighbor like, about things i did in high school and like college and like young adulthood and she's just, like, staring at me. And I was like, I'm realizing you and I had very different high school experiences. <laughs> different like, lives here. We we did not do the same thing. Because, like, my what husband was What did they do? She, like, hardly drank or anything. Like, she wasn't, like, getting blackout drunk at a frat party where she didn't know where she was. <laughs> she was a smoking weed with, like, random people in a ball state house who, like, it could have been anything. Or she drinking coffee. Doing here, her just homework. To see, just to see what it felt like. I just kept hearing it was fun. Ugh. Worst experience of my life. Worst experience. And, like, my husband was a dirtball in high school, too. And, like, he didn't even, like, he didn't make it even, like, through six or seven weeks of college. So, because he had gotten in trouble for drinking. And, like, him and I are just, like, going back and forth. Like, yeah, we did this and then this. And then she's just, like, looking at me. And I'm like, I'm glad <laughs> you still like me. <laughs>
0: It's different now. I mean, like, everyone goes through. I'm sure that the things that you were doing were extreme for you, but she probably did things that were, like,
1: not fun for her in her early 20s and teens, too. I don't think so. I think her and her husband (laughs) got together when they were younger, and they're just, like, the epitome of, like, wholesome and pure and the best. And I was just like, I used to get I mean,
0: Hanging out with boys, I didn't even know who they were. I, have I they been together like what? a long time? What, like, have they been together since they were teenagers? Uh, I think like nineteen or twenty. Yeah. Oh okay. Whenever I hear about people who've been together since they were like fourteen or fifty, I'm just It's, my, it's a little mind blowing. I'm like, wow, you really were like, this is good. I'm like, this is fine.
1: Hey, I tried that oh, the this first is good time, for and you. I was like, this is shit. <laughs> we don't all get so lucky first time around, okay? My brother in law and sister in law, they've been together since they were in like seventh grade. And I was like, bro, the number of boyfriends I had from like seventh grade until I was like 19 is alarming. <laughs> like, you just picked one. You're like, this is it. This one's mine.
0: All right. All right. And I was like, ADHD. I can't even make up my mind. I what want to. A- a- oh i'll take everyone and then i live for the uh, drama so it's well, not it's a exciting. Good time. it was so exciting back then i uh cleaned my mom's teeth earlier and she was spilling corporate tea her work her work drama she was speaking of work drama she was telling me about it and i was like corporate tea, i love it like corporate i like to hear tea is, about it and it is i don't want to be involved
1: different. it is a whole different beast like I'll be on Teams calls and I'll hear people like dropping bombs. Passive and like, aggressive bombs. <laughs> or they'll get like on other calls and they'll be like private calls. And they'll be like, yeah, and he had trouble because he was sleeping with an assistant. And I was like, we're all remote. So, <laughs> Not all of us. No, I'll some of us so are in like these VAs. i like, oh.
0: Does anybody yeah. work like at a location or oh yeah there's a ton remote? of
1: people do like it's you're like lucky as hell if you get a remote position i just happen to be lucky as hell nice but there's a lot of people that still have to go into the office like there are, you have to have hr on site because you have like hr shit that comes up oh that makes sense yeah obviously not me though they
0: have all hr they just like video you in your hologram like you gotta go talk to the hr (laughs) like michael jackson
1: michael jackson
0: (laughs) yeah that'd be awesome hello honestly let's implement hr holograms it's less intimidating than talking to a real person yeah i assume i'm in trouble with every time i have to talk to them
1: i don't like i don't work in erlr which is like where you have problems with like employee relations or whatever i don't work in that part i work in the staffing side so I don't have to work with as many people, but like those people have to go in and they have to deal with some shit. I mean, I, I get emails now and I'm like, the fuck, what? But again, that that corporate tea. If you're an HR
0: person, you get it all. You know it all. All the tea. <laughs> all the tea. That's really why you're in this line of work.
1: It is. I live for <laughs> drama. Like, I don't want to be a part of it, but I want you to tell me all about your drama. But I would like to know every single detail that happens. Yes. Yes. And I also want to know all about you, your trauma, your history, and your marital issues. Just let me know. I'll just sit there like, no. Uh, you
0: don't deserve that. That's I what... do. Yes. I do. I do. That's why you're easily liked. Because you listen to people when they, like, start talking. And you're just like, really? go on
1: and keep going mm-hmm. but it's like i'm really just like whoa huh. and then i'm like trying to find ways to relate which comes off as like shitty half the time it's like i'm not trying yeah. to make this about me i'm just trying to like Talk. i too have had this
0: but this has given <laughs> me so much serotonin right now and i just have to keep this going
1: as long as I we- have to <laughs> keep it going i hang out with like my children all the time and let me tell you seventh grade tea is like they come in hot, too. And sometimes I'm like, I feel like the, the mom from me, girls, tell me what, what's the four one one? one I
0: don't get a lot of tea right now. Well, yeah, because you have your hand in their mouth. Like, uh, 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 is that what they're supposed to do? <laughs> no, 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 I'm talking about my kids. But, uh, no, I get tea from patients for sure. Because uh, right now there's a chunk of time where I have to wait to get my work checked like i go through an appointment i go through a part and oh yeah i have to like i have actually like, sedated for the dentist so i can't relate my husband got a root canal yesterday oh he finally got it yeah well he went in a couple of weeks ago and they couldn't numb him because of his medication they were like sorry it's just counteracting mm-hmm. you can't get numb so he had to get sedated and he was like i took a drink and they turned the lights down and that's all i remember uh-huh. i was done and so he got sedated for his root canal, and he is, like, I've had root canals, a couple of them, and yeah. he was milking it for all it is worth. Attaboy. He's like, uh, he slept all day. Man, I want to get a root canal sleep all day. It'd be worth it at this point. <laughs>
1: He's about to get a boot canal if he doesn't get his ass out of bed. Tomorrow's his birthday. He's uh-huh. 37. I knew it was coming up because you love a sequarii.
0: I do um yeah you guys birthdays are close yes birthdays tomorrow i already gave him his presents though i got him the same headphones he got me for christmas last year not i guess it wasn't like it was 2021 he got yeah them for me and then i got him a pair for his birthday because he constantly steals mine because they're great but and i gave them to him when immediately when they came in because i have no chill and i can't i'm not good at surprises i was like you want to open this? And he's like, "Well, I can wait till my birthday." I'm like, "No, open it now, immediately. I want to see your reaction." And then he didn't act as excited as I wanted him to. And I kept saying, "Like, you're excited, right? You like them, right?" And he was like, "Yeah, I really do like them. I'm really excited. I am really excited about them." I'm like, "Okay, well, I need jump for joy when you open. Like, I need presents. you to put on a show. <laughs> I want, I want you to react." And I know that's a lot of expectation that comes
1: with me giving you a gift, but I thought about it for a while. We are celebrating my birthday early on Saturday, and go into that Theo Vaughn guy, who I still am not too sure who he is, but I got St. Elmo's Steakhouse out of it, which is super exciting. And um, he told me I could put, pick whatever hotel I wanted, so I picked the most expensive one in downtown Indianapolis. <laughs> I googled, You're like it's not even the nicest one; it's just the most expensive. I googled <laughs> hotels with robes and slippers, and that's. How-
0: what? yes i've never stayed at a hotel that had robes and slippers i would love
1: that sounds what great it like aside from going to the sybaris like gotta pay good money i don't want to go to the sybaris no way i'm not sliding without a heart-shaped pool full of jizz no. <laughs> my sister-in-law was like do you want to go to the sybaris like why don't you guys go to the sybaris sometime and i was like i don't even like swimming in public pools where people aren't banging like i don't want to go to the sybaris no,
0: no. Why don't you guys that's such like a like that's the commercial that came on when you were watching Unsolved Mysteries when you were yeah, home from well, sick. It was like first like Sybaris. And I was like hourly ew. Rates
1: available. And I was like, any hotel that has an hourly rate is not a hotel for me.
0: <laughs> oh man. You know, I think Heart Shaped Pool. Full of jizz is a good place to leave this episode. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to gruesome, horrific true crime—a ZenCaster-powered podcast. Seriously, we wouldn't be here without them. ZenCaster is simple to use and makes it easy to edit your own podcast. ZenCaster gives you automatic, high-quality post-production sound transcription and HD video recordings of. All of your episodes. If you want to start a podcast, and we think you should, click the link in the show notes or at our website, and use the code "Gruesome" with a capital G for thirty percent
1: off your first three months. We love you, beautiful strangers, and if you love us too, here are some ways that you can support Gruesome. Please leave us a five star review on Apple Podcast or a five star rating on Spotify. This helps other true crime connoisseurs find us. Follow us at gruesome Podcasts on Instagram or TikTok and talk to us on our posts. Join the Patreon, sign up to join
0: our true crime sticker of the month club and gain access to bonus episodes and exclusive Patreon perks. Or if a one-time donation is more your thing, we have a Venmo at gruesome podcast and a PayPal via our email, gruesomepodcast
1: at gmail.com. Speaking of which, we love hearing from you. It seriously makes our whole life. So send us your questions, comments, suggestions, or just ask our opinion on whether that person you met on Tinder is a serial killer or not. Tune in next week, and don't forget, lock your
0: windows, lock your doors, and on Wednesdays, we're We're gruesome. Bye. Bye.